1: To McDavid, scores! There's number 50! Nugent Hopkins did not like that hit on Kyler Yamamoto and lands a clubbing right hand that fells just Hall. all. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Chuck has just scored for the Florida Panthers. I mean, seconds ago. So the Panthers lead the Bruins 2-1 with 6.08 left in the first period. Panthers trying to force a game seven. Bruins trying to win the series. Early second period. Islanders up 1-0 on the Hurricanes. Cal Clutterbuck has the only goal there. Islanders trying to force a game seven. Hurricanes trying to win the series. Later on tonight, in about an hour and a half, the Stars and the Wild. Dallas with a 3-2 lead there, and the Seattle Kraken trying to win a playoff series for the first time in franchise history. They are at home. That's the late game tonight as they will take on the Colorado Avalanche who get Kale McCarr back from suspension. Of course, three more games tomorrow, including right here on 630 Ched. Your Edmonton Oilers at the L.A. Kings. We got the faceoff show at 6. The game will start around 820 as uh, the Oilers will try to finish it off and then play the Vegas Golden Knights in the second round of the playoffs. Vegas moving on with that convincing win over Winnipeg last night, which is going to be one of the storylines we will dive into as we move along this evening. Uh, pretty nice day out there. And if you've been hearing uh, Thomas and our other news folks read the weather over the last couple of days, yeah, going to be pretty nice ahead. Uh, some days in the high 20s over the next week or so. I, I do believe Kellen Kennedy. Yes. This, I, I'm calling it summer. I know summer is June 21st. Don't do it. But I mean, don't do it. It's it, to me, summer is when it's consistently warm and consistently in the 20s. It's not just when it's June 21st to September 21st. Dude, I'm a guy because,
2: that doesn't. I'm a guy that doesn't take my winter tires off until Victoria Day long weekend
1: <laughs> out here. So I, you do I whatever you want. I took mine off a couple of weeks ago. I, th- I think this is officially the first weekend of summer. Okay. Well. <laughs> So celebrate, everybody. That's what I'm saying. I mean, golf courses are open. You could easily wear shorts today. I know some of you wear shorts year-round, even when it's minus 30. I think this is the first weekend where you can say, oh, you know what, summer's here. This mm. is good. I don't differentiate, like, oh, it can't be summer till June 21st. No, it can feel like summer. It's starting to get green out. It's nice and sunny. Maybe it's a little windy Say, I think summer is here. So celebrate accordingly, everybody. By listening to Inside Sports and then doing whatever you want after 8 o'clock. How are you doing today, Kellen?
2: Doing well, doing well. Yep, getting ready to go for tomorrow night. It's going to be... Uh, are you going to go? What are you doing? Uh, okay, so I'm going. I'm getting together with some friends, and uh, i got to figure out tonight with my friends group what we're going to do. If we're going to go to the fan park or try to get into the uh, to, to the moss pit itself, but uh, either way, we'll be around Roger's place for sure. So, so
1: the watch party sold out. yes. They sold out in an hour. And yeah. This is when people didn't even know when the tickets were being, uh, when the game was going to be. Outdoor watch parties for game six. You got the Ford tailgate party in Fan Park at Ice District. That's right. Open yep. two hours prior to puck drop. And then the Scotiabank Playoff Plaza in Ice District. That's the one they call the moss pit. The right? moss pit. The, one, fit, in the yeah. one in the plaza. That's open two hours to puck drop. Uh, no admission fee. Everyone welcome. Licensed for adult beverages in the uh, Moss Pitch. You got a DJ food, drink specials, uh, food and drink as well in the fan park. So this is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're both open two hours prior to puck drop. So that'd be, well, six o'clock when I'm starting the face-off show. They, uh, the, they had over 10,000 Oilers fans in the fan park and the plaza for game five, which was a home game. Road game Saturday night? I don't know. Are there going to be even more? It's going to be pretty cool. let will see. And, of course, the 50-50 jackpot is still rolling. It's getting up there around $3.5 million. It goes until the end of round one. So a lot going on, and, of course, the game itself. I'm happy to hear from you this evening. I do hope you're having a great Friday night. 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, sports at 630Shed.com. Send me a message. Follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L. K-I-N-S. I do want to tell you, Shane Corson, 19 years in the NHL, spent a few seasons here in Edmonton. He's going to join us between 6.30 and 7. So the Oilers with a meeting and an optional skate today. Uh, not a lot of guys were going on the ice. They'll have the morning skate in the game tomorrow. Darnell Nurse came out and spoke to the media, and he talked about the chance to close out the series.
2: You know, obviously, they're going to have a, a huge push. You expect them to have the, the best game of the series so far. So for us, we got to match that same intensity and the same um, you know, the same push on our end. So it's, it's important to go in there with a, a focus, just worrying about one game and, and, and taking care of what we can what we can take care of tomorrow. Um, so it's, uh, it's a singular focus for us.
1: Winning a game on the road, Oilers were pretty good at that throughout the season, did it 26 times, new franchise record for road wins in a season, and I was going through the series last night about how well the road teams have done, well heading into tonight's action, the road team 25 and 15 in 40 games, 25 and 15, that is the most road wins through 40 games ever in a single postseason. So a record number of road teams winning. So a home ice advantage has, well, it's actually been a disadvantage, quite frankly. Home ice has been a disadvantage. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Jay Woodcroft today was asked about the difference between home and road
0: games. The way we go about it, uh, the biggest difference is who has last change. Uh, But the way we go about it is, we want to play a brand of hockey or a type of game that translates wherever it is you play, and uh, whether that's home, that's road, it doesn't matter. Um, You know, uh, for us, I think where we're at in the life stage or maturity level of our team, you know, I don't think much phases our group. Um, You know, in the end we're going to be tasked with uh, trying to close out this series on the road in Los Angeles in game number six. And I think our group's up to it.
1: Yeah. It shouldn't matter too much where the game is. Now don't get me wrong. You guys are great who go to Rogers place, fill the plaza and the fan park and go around the city, making noise and having your flags on the vehicles and wearing the jerseys and the shirts. I, I do think that inspires the team, but once they get out on the ice and they're trying to do their job, yeah, I don't know if it makes uh, a huge difference. Maybe it makes a slight difference sometimes, but we've seen for the Oilers and Woodcroft reference it. They know what to do. They've been there before. And, uh, you know, I, for L.A. sitting there thinking, okay, we got to win a home game. Oilers are thinking, okay, we won a lot of road games this year. Let's go out there and do it again. And then, of course, remember, Vegas has home ice in the next round. So if the Oilers win tomorrow probably uh staying down there in the southwestern states and then rolling right into vegas to take on the golden knights for the oilers they have used 19 skaters in this series 16 of them have at least one point the three players who do not have a point yet in the series Vincent Harnay, defensive defenseman. Philip Broberg, who's only played 6.28 per game. And Kyler Yamamoto, so he's the only forward without a point. Five games, he's played 15.58 per game. And we've seen this uh, with Yamamoto before. He usually continues to get ice time because he kills penalties. Um, but sometimes he hasn't been as productive as he would like, especially when he gets top six uh, line mates and ice time, which he, he did not get in game five. As uh, you know, Nick Bukestad got elevated there to play with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. And Jay Woodcroft today was asked about Yamamoto and his contributions.
0: He's done a lot of good things. He's a big, um, big factor in our forward grouping. Our team is where it's at, and that's uh, in large part to the contributions of everybody in our, our lineup. Um, you know, Kyler plays on the penalty kill. He plays five on five. I feel comfortable moving him around the uh, the forward grouping, and you know, he's been uh, a reason why we're at where we're at.
1: Okay, so, you know, Woody's uh, usually puts a positive things on, uh, spin on things, and uh, he points out that Yamamoto does contribute in other ways. You'd obviously like him to hear the score sheet. While the team is up 3-2 in the series... I think you sort of take everything as as a whole and you say, okay, maybe not everybody is scoring all the time, but are they contributing in, in different ways? Are they uh, working intelligently, working hard? I think Yamamoto was doing that, but I get the argument that given you know the line mates he gets, some of the times you'd like to see a, score, a name on the score sheet. A little bit more, but I'm not going to pick away at that too much tonight. Speaking of picking away at your team, my goodness, uh, I know many of you have probably heard this, but I think it bears playing it again and we will dive deeper into this later on tonight with kelly moore who hosts the jets game night on cgob in winnipeg that's our sister station uh, here is rick bonus the head coach of the winnipeg jets after the team was eliminated by vegas last night For all thoughts i'm so disappointed and disgusted right now that's my thoughts where does the disgust come from pardon me where does the disgust come from no pushback but it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why we, so as soon as we were challenging for first place and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. Their better players They're so much better than ours, it's not even close. It feels like you've been holding these feelings on for a bit. Is it just out yep. of tonight's game or find finally wanted to release that? It's, it started with, back in January and February. What is it about this team's leadership core that, or the top end players? We talked all. We got to push back. There's got to be a pushback. There's got to be pride. You got to be able to push back when things aren't going your way. We had no pushback. They're better players. Were so much better than ours tonight. They deserved to win. They were the better team in the regular season. They were the better team in this series. Anything else? Good. Thanks. As Rick Bonus, he's disappointed. He's disgusted. No pushback. Best players weren't good enough. And then he is out of there. I would expect some major changes brewing in Winnipeg, but we will dive into that a little bit later with CGOB's Kelly Moore. Okay. Here's what else I can tell you. Get in touch at 780-496-0063. Also join the birthday boy, Morley Scott, tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. for the Elks this week on 6.30 Chet. He'll be joined by Elks assistant GM G. Roy Simon, who tees up Tuesday's CFL draft. The Elks have the second overall selection, and they have nine picks overall. The Elks this week, tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. on 6.30 Chet. Back in a couple of minutes, Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Oh, yeah, Kelly prank that Deaf Leopard on a Friday night, buddy. All right, that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Tear-inducing, some would say. 780-496-0063. Oilers and Kings tomorrow on 630. Chet, our coverage is going to start with the face-off show at 6 p.m. Looking forward to that. What do we have coming in tonight, buddy?
2: Oh, we've got playoff chatter, Reed, because Uh it's playoff
1: season. People
2: got the playoff fever. Or as the kids call it, uh, what is it, SZN
1: season? (laughs) Yes, I believe that's the, the that's the are what, what the kids are calling it. What the kids are Certainly calling it. Certainly not us. We're too old. <laughs>
2: uh, the the Gen Zers. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we'll start with James tonight. He texts it and says, "Read in the words of your esteemed colleague Bob Stauffer. Time for the Maple Leafs to put on their big boy pants on. LOL. <laughs>
1: that's from James. <laughs> that's all James has to say, quoting Stauffer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, we'll see. I mean, it, I don't know. Like The playoffs are interesting, right? I mean, Boston being pushed down tonight. Hurricanes looked like they had it in the bag. Lose at home. Islanders are ahead tonight. That's, that's the beauty of the playoffs. It's so close, you know? And look, is anybody going to be surprised if Colorado wins the next two games? I won't. No.
2: No, of course not. <laughs> so we got a couple of uh, unknown texts as well. The first one that has come in. And uh, by the way, if you want to throw a nickname at the end of your text and that stuff, so I know what to call you. Yeah,
1: please identify <laughs> yourself, even with a fake name. Absolutely. Just give us. Wait, a is handle. that still identifying yourself? I well, don't know. it's differentiating it's yourself of, from yes, an anonymous d- text. D- please so. differentiate. Please. Please promote your individuality by even giving yourself a handle by which you would like to be known.
2: Exactly. There we go. Uh, But it comes in and says, have you heard about Ty Cartier? He's playing for the Kraken tonight's second game in the NHL and scored in his first game.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can't tell you much more than that.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think we're fighting out as everybody else is at the same time. So.
1: <laughs> same with this uh, Akira, the, uh, Akira Schmidt or whatever the goalie yeah, for the Devils from the Devils. I was yes. saying to Escott today, isn't Akira uh, an anime movie? And it is. I looked it up. I think it was very popular being rented at Blockbuster. Maybe it was a series or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I, I remember uh, friends getting into it. and that stuff. I never got into that type of stuff, but you know whatever floats your boat it's all good and another unknown text that's come in and says no not just points i think it's referring to the oilers you read no not just points but yamo yamo is a dash free in a series
1: yes that's true he is mm-hmm. i can i can't debate that which is not good who else is minus dare 3 Nuge is minus 1 kane's minus 1 well Connor david is minus 2 but, yeah. Yeah, some tough moments for Yamamoto. I, I, I can't argue with that. But, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if, if they were doing poorly, I would talk more about individual players. And in the regular season, I feel like I talk more about individual players. I mean, you just got to get the win and everybody in the playoffs is not necessarily going to be going on all cylinders at all times. And I guess I'll put it to you this way because I'm trying to be as positive as possible. It's one of my goals in life lately. If, if a player or two or three are not playing well and your team is still doing okay, I guess there are two ways to look at that. At that. You could say, I can't believe that these players aren't contributing. Imagine how much easier the wins would be if these players were doing well or you could say well these guys aren't doing great maybe they're not pulling their weight maybe they're underachieving a little bit but there are other players who are stepping well be up stepping up because the team is deeper so that's a good thing and and I guess that's one of the themes for me for the Oilers I, I mean I've talked about this before the series against the Jets two years ago it was McDavid and Drysdale, incredible Nuge pretty good And then, who else did you have? I mean, Yamamoto and puli were on that team. You had Juju Arcara, Gaetan Haas. I guess Shore was there. Now he's a scratch in this series. So, do do you want to focus on the secondary guys who aren't producing? Or do you want to say, okay, that secondary guy isn't producing, but look what these other guys are doing. And maybe in a future game or future series, maybe it's going to be Yamamoto's turn. I, I more prefer when you have a good team like the Oilers to look at it from that positive point of view. I You know, I get the minus three, all that kind of stuff. Fair enough. I just think the, the Oilers are better. So you, you can survive a player or two or even three, maybe not do it great because you have other guys who can pitch in and I'll never forget this. And I I bring this up probably a few times a year after the Oilers lost that series to the jets, you know, Rob and I are doing the post-mortem for the series for the season and, and, and people are upset. And I had said a lot of that season, you know, the Oilers don't really have a third line and I'll never forget. Rob Brown said, "Reed, forget about the third line. You could argue they don't even really have a second line because they're usually playing two of the big three together for most of that series as McDavid and Dreisaitl. And then, anyway, the, the other member of the big three got a couple other wingers on the second line who really weren't second-line wingers. So that's what Rob said. They, you know they, they didn't even really have a second line. Now, do they have six true top six wingers right now? They don't. I mean, I don't put Bukestad in that category, even when he's playing well. I don't put Fogle in that category, even when he's playing well. And, you know, Yamamoto has been in that position, but he hasn't produced like a top six winger most of the season. But at least they have options to cycle through there. And at least they have five pretty reliable scores and contributors for the top six. So, you know, fair enough. We talked about Yamo. Yamo talked today. Woody talked about him. It is a storyline. I just don't think a couple guys who don't have points is the storyline. I think the players who are stepping up and getting points are more of a storyline. And again, maybe the guys who aren't productive productive now, if the Oilers make it to round two, maybe they're going to step into the spotlight a little bit against Vegas. Just one way to look at it.